1: Welcome to the House of Souls Separately, a weekly podcast dedicated to all of you guys' amazing, amazing, amazing souls that follow, listen, interact, engage in the community. You guys are family, and um, you guys are the lifeline of this podcast. I And, and as you guys always hear me say, you're the anti-status quo crew. <laughs> you guys are way, way way outside of the box thinkers doers or maybe you're like i'm thinking about escaping the box and going <laughs> outside of my own you know i always say like the creatives and the artists and entrepreneurs and the hustlers and the innovators the ceos you know musicians producers designers just people who are like you know i want to do something differently i want to do it my way um and i would say too that you know you may be misunderstood along the way You're not here. I get you. We get you. My guests get you. We all get you. You're definitely understood. Uh, And, um, you know, there's a a lot of new listeners as well that keep joining in. So I, I, you know, I've been kind of trying to make sure to, uh, you know, talk to both of you guys, the original crew here that's been following for quite some time and the newbies. Uh, To all the new people, I I love you guys uh, for for tuning in. And and it's nice to get to know you guys. I'm Matt Gottesman. You can follow along at Matt Gottesman on Instagram. Please DM me if you have any feedback, questions. Uh, I I answer every single text, DM, reply, response. And usually weekly, I'm getting actually now new people who are challenging me on that. And they're surprised. And I say every time they're like, I'm just testing to see if you answer me. And I do. (laughs) So I appreciate you guys. Uh, For everybody new. Um, you know, I just say that we don't glamorize or glorify success around here. We have very real conversations about you know uh, life, business, um, you know health, wealth, mindset, you know finances, things that like what's going on in real time that we are dealing with. My guests talk about what they're experiencing as they grow something that they believe in from a very real perspective. And the reason why we don't glorify or glamorize success is because it is a very arbitrary word. I cannot define success for you, and you shouldn't let society do that for you either. Not titles, not metrics, not status. That's not success. Anything external from who you are in this world is not success in my opinion. Your success is found from how you create the life that you are intending to have and and heal and grow and be and and create whatever you want, right? So uh, really appreciate you know having you guys on here um, and we have another really, really great episode. Uh, you know, it's a returning guest. I love when I have returning guests because um, you know we get through the journey story, and now we get to just go even. I mean, we always talk about whatever we want, anyways, but we get to go even more hardcore on on uh, you know other topics. Um, and you guys may remember uh, Mert's son; uh, he's an in- independent hip hop artist, and we went on a tear. I'd like to say it was maybe a year and a half, two years ago. I believe it's right. a yeah. time and time I'm flies, too. right? <laughs> and, and I know, and I know you guys can easily, you know, um, independent hip hop artist, born and raised in the heart of Charlotte, North Carolina. You know, I, I, I talked a little bit about his bio previously, but you know, just to kind of, you know, Um, he's, uh, really gone through a lot of, um, transformation and self-awareness and doing a lot of inner work, which really tied into his music. That's how I found his music originally. And I was like, I love this stuff. Um, and then, um, he released an album, uh, well, he, he released his debut album in 2019. Thanks for asking about Dale released in October, 2019, um, focused on understanding and breaking his own, you know, generational curses His third album, divine intervention. That was August, 2020, um, very vulnerable introspective work yet to date. Um, his latest album, interstate soul was released, uh, in May of 21 this year, and he teamed up with Georgia's Native and producer Sean Reckless. And then um, after Healy, uh, this was the perfect opportunity for him to showcase his mind and creativity without being obligated to speak on his trauma, which we are going to talk a little bit about today. Um, but real quick, he's also got, um, he's released several singles as well. And each release available in all digital media outlets. So you guys can go check all those out. And know he's also got his podcast. Um, we're going to be talking about Working On Yourself. Working on traumas um, and how they set you free. Um, And then, you know, this idea of when we break out of stereotypes and we were just talking about this before the show, stereotypes or environments that maybe we're born into. Really, we call, I call them categories or boxes. It's not, those maybe circumstantial and momentary, but they're not defining or definitive of us. We can create whatever life we want you know, we don't have to take on any narrative, um, at all ever. And it's really about self discovery, self-awareness and creation of, you know, of, of who we are in this world. And we're free to do how that, however we want to. So brother, thank you for being back on the show, man. I appreciate having you on
0: man thank you it's an honor every time man right thank you <laughs> yeah, like, likewise man
1: it's a, it's an honor bro it's an honor to have you and uh, i know i already know where our conversation is going to go because they started right before I, I hit record um do you want to do you want to do like a, just a quick recap since you know i know because you did release an album this year and just like kind of in, in the podcast since we last spoke so you know what but what's been going on and you know and you could talk about both from the the music side and from the just life side
0: oh yeah it's um yeah, just still learning, man. Um, I always use the music as, you know, the, where I can document <laughs> what I'm feeling and what I'm thinking. So, um, I, like you said, I released the, the album, Interstate Soul, um, which is probably my damn, probably my favorite, man. Like, I love the other three albums. Like, I told you, because of the healing and because of the trauma and all the gems and the jewels that's in it. But with Interstate Soul, I was able to, like what we're talking about get free with it I was able to use my mind more and be more creative and think about things I don't get to do or you know I don't get to say I watched a lot of movies um <laughs> during the process of making that album um I read a lot of books I normally wouldn't read um I was just able to to really get free and get creative so we're in a state so I was studying hip hop a lot during that time um I fell in love with hip hop just in May because of this album, the process of it. I never, I just always used it as a tool to mm-hmm. to heal. I never got to use it for fun. You know, I just, anytime I was going through something, I would come to hip hop. So with Interstate Soul, I had time now to go study. Um, old MCs, KRS-One. Um, I dug into Wu-Tang hard, Q-Tip, but a lot of artists I dug into that I actually had time to now the to just enjoy it man um i did start a podcast um you had inspired me to do that 2019 <laughs> on on your show i think it was 2018 it's something i always wanted to do um learning how to get free and learning how to use what feeds me um my passions you know i wanted to start a podcast and i couldn't wait to start a podcast and i didn't do it because of all of the internal work that i was still trying to you know, take care of. I couldn't do anything. But starting that podcast has been therapeutic. It's been talks with Mert. I'm up talking about it. I didn't say the name. Talks with Mert. Um but it's been real therapeutic, man. The the music has been therapeutic. I'm in a more freeing space. I'm traveling. Um I'm still working on, you know, like you said, the inner work, the the things that keeps me from being disciplined and, you know, the things about ourselves that we can go on all day about but that's pretty much my recap that has been me since the last time i was on your show has been i performed that's the biggest thing i performed more this year and the end of last year than i probably have in my career like Mm -hmm. and that's being free and and liberating coming up with these sets and trying to practice all day with balancing the family and you know the wife and the kids and everything else i got going on but yeah, man. That's, that's what Merch Sunday is right now, man. <laughs> I, lo- I, I love it.
1: You know, um, some really good points in there too. Um, one, uh, when you're talking about, well, first of all, it's cool when you're saying that, you know, the podcast, you want to you wait until you got to a certain level of, of healing. It's interesting. Uh, you know, uh, things that are for us, they're for us when we start, you know, it it's just a matter of timing sometimes for sure. Um, because, but things that are for us are for us, which leads to the second thing, which is interesting is that I agree with you podcasting and content or in your case, music, my case writing, uh, other activities that we do and that we create online are actually very therapeutic. So when people, a lot of times ask me, you know, oh, when should I start or how this and then I'm like, you just kind of have to start. I'm like, because the therapy is in the doing, it's not really, you know, in, 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 and it's funny because they're like the therapy. I'm like, yeah, because you're actually in self-discovery mode by doing. And from there, it helps you question a lot of things. Why are you doing what you're doing? What is it in relation to the world? How do I get better? What was I doing before? Why was I doing certain things before? Like it's just it becomes your own kind of therapy in a lot of ways. And I think that that's the part that, you know, a lot of people, right, Um Yeah,
0: that's real. And it's crazy that you said it, because when we talk about what we want out of life, I said I wanted to do music. Mm -hmm. I said I wanted to perform and go on tour and constantly be performing, living out my dream. I performed so damn much during this year. I had those days where I was like, damn, like another set. Like, right, <laughs> like right. do I have to come up with like, dude, mm-hmm. like, I had mm-hmm. them, them talks with myself. Like, is this something that, you know, you really want to do? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like you, you start questioning yourself and really seeing it, like mm-hmm. living through it. And I had those talks with myself and I was like, man, like, this is a lot. Like, like I, am I ready? Like, is, am I ready for what I'm asking for? And of course, I'm still here talking to you, talking about how, uh, <laughs> I'm doing this music, so I'm sticking with it. But you know, those conversations do come about, man.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's another incredible point you're bringing up. Is because uh, we were talking before we started the show um, about, and I was mentioning how there's the passion that constantly evolves, and what we quote unquote want within it, and then there's ourselves that are evolving throughout the process. So there's two things evolving and constantly merging. And it forces us to constantly think about our approach because you're right. Cause like all of a sudden we do end up with the things that we once prayed for now that now we're living in them and we're like, Ooh, you know, but why am I complaining about it? And then, Ooh, is this what I really want? It's like, Hi. you know, it is. And I, and I, and I, I have found that having grace with ourselves allows us to be like, well, yeah, there's definitely, there's the, the passion from the, um, the why, but, I have to show it respect that I might uh, I might mold and shape it differently as I learn new you know ceilings with it new cuz we keep hitting yeah. glass ceilings and then we're like oh I might want to do this differently how I thought I wanted to do it is going to change let me not like abandon it unless I feel no longer called to it but like if let me not abandon right. it but let me just change up the approach a little bit you know Mhm and
0: that's real cuz I had those you come back, like you said, your, passion. your passions. If Your passion is going to always come back to you. And yeah. there was one night I was having that discussion, and one of my shows had got canceled. I had three that lined up that weekend, and the one that got canceled was the set that I just kind of put together. I didn't really feel it, and it got canceled. And the set that I was really focused on that Saturday, I was like, well, the show canceled. I might as well practice for the one this Saturday that I really want to do. And I did it, and it was so damn liberating. And I was out there crying because it was one of those sets that I was telling my story. I was I kind of went in with my feelings and talking about how damn far and it came. So I get to go out here and do this. When I practiced it, it was just damn everything and a reminder like this is where you need to be. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> <Yeah>. oh, <laughs> you yeah. feeling this now, like yeah, people gonna feel that that same shit Saturday. So you know, you, you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, dude, Like, the, the, <laughs> do the work. Yeah. The, aud- the
1: audience doesn't realize how pivotal and vital they are to us. They really don't. And I, I tell people all the time and they, they always say, well, you're busy. You know, you're busy. I, I didn't think you would answer me or, Oh, this, I'm like, you don't understand. I was like, this is a two way relationship and I wouldn't know Like, is this thing on, you know, with the microphone, unless, unless there's a conversation happening between me and you. And when the Mm -hmm. audience sometimes tells us stuff, it almost solidifies because we get, we all, people think that I don't have days. They're like, oh, you know, are you (laughs) kidding me? I'm like, so this I'm like, why was I called here to do this? (laughs) You know, on certain, (laughs) on certain things. And usually there's a message right away, right after we ask God for messages and they deliver every time he delivers, every time, you know, it's, it's delivered every time. Right. And, um, and it's usually through people and it's phenomenal or experiences like you had. And you're like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. no, I'm actually right where I'm supposed to be. Yep. This makes complete sense.
0: You know? and <laughs> doubt, right. doubt's a part
1: of the process, right? Doubt happens, you know,
0: it happens, man. How you handle mm. it. I noticed that about myself is when yeah. those thoughts and feelings come about, did I handle it better? than I did when it came about last time, you know, and when I realized I did, you know, it, it just feels good, man. Working in your past.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, but yeah. Um, so, uh, we were also talking before the show that a big reason mm-hmm. I, I wanted to bring you back on is I, I loved a post that you had done on Instagram um, about traveling and what you were realizing from yourself about traveling, um, that you hadn't previously been exposed to, um, or had taken some of those, you know, just those adventures yourself you know like to start doing just to, just to go check it out and and it seemed to alter your perspective change your perspective evolve your perspective even more i would love for you to touch on that um because uh travel for me i was very i was lucky in that i i, I started leaving my country at 20 um and and <laughs> You know and i faced everything abroad <laughs> like, like shit that you yeah. wouldn't probably imagine from, like <laughs> losing your luggage to like missing flights and being in foreign places where you don't know the language i mean it's spanish is one thing guys i know spanish it's a different thing when you're yeah. in like the middle of like all only dutch or german you're like okay <laughs> yeah clueless <laughs> you know? you're like this is gonna be interesting but but um but you're but traveling definitely changes your perspective it also shows you how interconnected we all really are like um, you know, I had one experience and, uh, and I want to thank you right, right away back on you, but I had one experience where I was in Amsterdam, first time traveling abroad. And I remember being, um, I missed all my flights. My luggage was somewhere else in Europe and I'm in an elevator and this couple walks in with a child, the child was doing some funny things. And I, we all were laughing together, laughing. They then said something to me in Dutch and I and laughed and I laughed with them as if I knew what they were saying. And then they walked out energetically. We shared a moment and we were all aligned, whether I knew their language or they knew mine. And it was a fascinating first example at 20 years old. I was like, I'm going to be fine. And there's a lot of shit. That cool. I don't I, There's a lot of stuff. I just don't know. And I'm going to be yeah. a student for life. And it was just cool. And that I just, but I knew I was like, from that moment, I was like, Oh, it doesn't matter. Makes sense we're actually more, yeah. we're more aligned and more similar globally than we, than we give ourselves credit. But I would love for you to share your experiences with the traveling and what you started to kind of like, you know, you know, realize, you know, your perspectives and stuff like that. Um, from, mm-hmm. you know, cause you hadn't done much of that beforehand and, you know, so I'd love for you to go on a tear.
0: Yeah, man, it was beautiful. We went to uh, Mexico, yeah. uh, uh, lost, Los couple, uh, Mexico. And, uh, it was so damn beautiful, Matt. Like, first of all, that was just mind boggling to me anyway, because I've been traveled before. I've never been out of the country. I've never been to, like, a, you know, a place considered, I guess, exotic. It was exotic to me. Right. Hell. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. Well, <laughs> right. So before we went over there, my wife was like, um, so I'm going to sign us up for zip lining and, you know, we want to ride the, the ATVs. And, you know, she's talking about all this crazy shit. And I'm looking at her like, <laughs> I said the same thing that I've heard all my life. Like, babe, that's white people shit. Like, <laughs> right. like, like you know, like, man, like, like really? Like, zip lining? I was like, babe, I don't know. So this is like a couple weeks leading up um, into the trip. I'm just, like, scared. I keep thinking about that. Like, damn everything else that we got planned for the trip. I'm thinking about ziplining, so all the way up until the very moment, um we had about seven zip lines that we did that day or like that. and um before we got to that very one, I was thinking of an escape route, like I need an excuse to go back to the car because I'm damn terrified <laughs> like this is crazy, and um, we do the first zip line. And it was just beautiful. It was a nice slow one. They they jumping right into it. It was nice and slow. And I was like, okay, like, this ain't so bad. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is cool. And then now I'm just focused on, you know, taking deep breaths and keeping my fear down. So it was the second zip line that we went on. Um, And it was fast. It was like a, it was just fast, but it was beautiful. And I'm looking around. It was like I wasn't afraid anymore when I seen the beauty that was around. It was this big old green mountains and yellow butterflies everywhere. And it was just so peaceful and nice. And I see the water that was beneath us and the rocks and stuff. And I'm just like, once I started taking in everything that was around me, I forgot all about how scared I was. And um. The culture, the culture, the people—they opening my mind up in new things. Like that was my favorite thing. My wife was like, "Man, you just want to be friends with everybody over." There. I was talking to everybody, but the guys that we did the zip line with, um, I was able to meditate with them. Like we set up there on the side of the thing is before we went down the, I just shot a video called "Ego Chilling," where I'm flying through the yeah. the sky on the zip line, but, you know. But before that one, they called that one the Superman. It was the fastest one and the longest one. Um, but I wasn't even afraid anymore. It was just so exciting to me. I was so happy and excited. I was crying. Like I was really, I, that's how much fun I had. And I had meditated with him before just sitting there taking in like the scenery. And it, I just felt like Mexico was like a real sacred land. And it was a, a good place to, to take in everything what I was feeling. It was so peaceful. I felt like it was accepted, like by the folks and by, you know, just the environment and, um, but when I got off that zip line, the first thing that came into my mind was like, this is not white people shit. Like, this is for everyone. There you go. Like, everyone deserves there you go. to to feel this. Like, I was just so happy. Like, my wife was like, you all right? And I was like, yeah, I'm good. Like, this this just felt so amazing. I had never felt that way in my life. Like, I was a guy all afraid of roller coasters, afraid to do anything that that's out of me sitting on my porch at the crib. And this was just so, it was so beautiful to me. And when I left there that day, that part I had in my mind that I can do anything, like anything that I want to do, I can, yes. I can go out there and do it. Like there's nothing stopping me. I was just flying at them 50 miles per hour through the sky. Like, <laughs> like yeah. you know what I'm saying? afraid out my mind over some rocks and water and do some trees and, it was the most exciting time I you know I've experienced in my life and man, like that right there. It, it changed my life, man. It changed my life with, um, with, the with the music as well, mm-hmm. because I told you with, I'm always afraid to step outside of my box. Like a lot of my cat, uh, my catalog comes from a healing space mm-hmm. where I'm always talking about everything from an introspective view, my thoughts, my feelings, and, you know, trying to encourage other people, you know, go find your light as well. I was afraid that if I stepped away from that, you know, I would lose listeners. Mm. I like, I'm like, i still building my fan base, but I was afraid of that. But I was like, no, you won't. Like, this is you opening up the people who's listening to you as well. Yeah. Yes. Like, if they're really fans of you, they're not just fans of the music. They appreciate you as well. You do a lot more than just rapping. Like, you're talking at these shows, like, you're connecting with people, like, you're talking, like, they will appreciate you. It's deeper than the music. You're letting people in on an experience that, you know, I got, my family said the same thing when I got back. Um, when I was telling my aunt about my Mexico trip, she was like, you was a zip line and that's white people shit. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> I was know, like, yeah, not. but <laughs> I was like, I don't think that no more, auntie. Yeah. I was like, you know, you everybody you can go. do it, man. Like, you should get out there and go. Yeah find you some damn exciting shit to do that you normally wouldn't do out of your norm. Like, it might change your perspective, but since that moment, just a lot of doubt and a lot of things that I had within myself, just that experience alone, mm-hmm. I'll probably get into Mexico again later on during the trip, too, because it's so much happens. It was just a transformational trip, man. But it opened up my mind that I can really go out. It's not Anything I want to do and do it. So nothing outside of yourself is blocking you from going out here accomplishing what you want to accomplish. That's, that's what I got back from Mexico, man. And yeah, I'm looking forward to traveling and I want to go, uh, jump out of airplane. I want to, uh, <laughs> it's, it's all kinds of stuff I want to try now, man. Parasailing. I want to, I want to try it all. Like,
1: <laughs> I, I love that you share the story. So everybody listening, I, I purposely wanted him to share that story because. We play in a world sometimes of categories and, you know, this culture likes to do that. This culture likes to do that, you know, in every a lot of labeling. And you guys already know how I feel about labeling. I say unlabel everything, everything. We are souls in human bodies having experiences. Now, are we born into different environments globally? Yeah. And circumstances? Yeah. And all kinds of stuff, right? All kinds of stuff. But that's the not the box for us. The world is our our playground. The our soul is here to evolve and discover and do all these things. And so it's so easy to think like, you know, the way sometimes we're taught from youth, oh, that's so and so, that's that's their crazy, you know, culture, that's so and so this and so and so that and we weirdly enough not only contain ourselves to a box but put everybody else in boxes as well, <laughs> even though we talk about that we don't want to do that it, it can happen, and that that 's why I asked uh, Merce to share this with everybody because it 's like it kind of goes to show you like oh wow i was I was under one narrative until I realized like, oh no, I just hadn't been exposed to it yet or tried it yet uh-huh. or done something." And it changes the perspective because I think we can all use that right now. It's like, hey, guys, we all actually want a lot of the same things. We just depending yeah. on where our narrative is coming from, our external inputs, our environments, our experiences—is that what we're bringing to the table and in, in discussing. You know, and I just we just had this conversation on another podcast as well. <laughs> so it's like <laughs> different, but kind of similar. And and so I, I love that you you shared that, and um, you know, um, because at the end of the day, too, like. we go out there kind of more on our our own path of self-discovery, we see what we like and don't like based on our own choices, not what's been told to us about external inputs of like, Oh, you know, that's how these things, you know, really are. It's like, no, the things are really are whatever we go experience them as. Right.
0: Yeah. That's real. They open up your mind. to just so much more, you know, when you take yourself out that box Yeah. and Oh, another thing too, um, it's kind of relatable. I could speak on, um I told you I got the immersed with the culture. I was speaking mm-hmm. to everyone, the the guy selling hats on the beach and the guy the the cook and you know everyone. We stayed at a resort where we did a lot of, you know, off off the, the campus things. But um the people I was talking to, um I told you, like, you just, I don't know. I, we all go through it. We had these questions. Like, you said, like, is this for us? Is this what we do? Like, is this what we want? Yeah. I started meeting these people who were living their dreams every damn day. And I was like, so, mm-hmm. like, it's possible. Like, that's, that opened up my mind. I was like, see? Like, they're doing it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they're fine. Because I was so sad when I first, um, we let you know, rolled into um, El Cabo's, uh Los Cabos, because, it was like these people' homes, they it looked so poor. Like the, the houses, they were like real small. And mm-hmm. it was a bunch of them. I'm sure I know all of Mexico wasn't like that. But that one part made me, I was sad when we first got there. And when I started talking to the people, the cook, they wanted to be there. They enjoyed yeah. cooking and just talking to them, you know. And it was so dope. A guy that was selling hats by the beach, um, he was sitting down there. Me and him talked for like two hours. And he was like, man, I made more money with you, you know, you know, I was sitting here on the beach than I did working for someone that I didn't want to work for. He said, because I'm doing what I want to do. I'm selling hats. Like, I make hats. That's what I do. He was like, I'm sitting here on the beach all day long. I come here and I just sell the hats. And I'm cool. Like, he's like, I'm fine. Like, everybody, my family's happy. And he's like, I don't need or want anything. This is what I want to do. Yeah. And I was just like, man, like. And it was dope. When I met a band, they were staying at the resort next to us. They were walking down the beach, had just finished their gig. Um, they had been out there all day. It was a drummer. I'll probably post a picture of it later after this conversation because I got the picture in my head now. But like, but um, it was a yeah. The drummer, the the guitars, the guy who had the horn, and they were walking home, had just finished the gig and talking to those cats. And they were happy. They just got paid and they they're going home and they be playing music all day long and. But it just opened my mind up that the life that I want to have is very attainable. Like you're not working for nothing, you're not grinding for nothing, you're not. There's no dead end to this shit. Like you can keep pushing it and formulating it to how you want it to to be. But yeah, I just wanted to share that journey. Man, no, it, was, it was. I had so many insights from there, man. I think
1: <laughs> no, that's. I think there's a lot in there what you just what you just shared. You know, there's that uh that famous um. You story of the the corporate guy that's down in Mexico, and he sees a fisherman um, coming in for the day with his you know his normal haul of, of fish, and he says, you know, oh wow, like you did really good there, you know. Um, and he goes, oh, you know, thank you. And he goes, you know, um, we should get you some more boats. And he's like, why would I want to do that? And he goes, well, with more boats, you can get more fish. And he goes, okay, well, why would I want that? And he goes, well, with more fish. And get more sales. With more sales you can expand. You can then go into the States. And then when you're in the States you can start doing this and that. And all. So he goes, well, why would I do that? He goes, because then you could have this massive empire that you can build and you make all these sales. And he goes, and then what would I do? He goes, and then when you're all done, you sell the company, you move to Mexico, you have a small little thing and you go fishing every single day. <laughs> Basically right, right back right back to where he started, right? I, I slightly yeah. butchered the, the, the story, but the idea was that He was trying to tell him that the lifestyle he was already living could be expanded only to get right back to where he is currently enjoying what he does. He just enjoys what he does. And, um, you know, so you brought up a really good point about um, we can when we remove the expectations, we think we have to live up to other people or the um, titles and labels and statuses and things like that. And just simply do what we actually love to do. And I tell people this often. I'm like, you'd be surprised at actually how way more successful you'd be. Like you would be because you think like you could be doing stuff really good and making a good living from X job, of course. But you'd be surprised at when you're in your purpose and in your um, natural state of flow how actually much more lucrative that can become over time if you want it to be, but I mean, whatever, however you want to manage it, but it, it's, it, it actually can come with more ease than the resistance of yeah. like, if you're in an energy that of something that doesn't make sense. And I'm not saying say sometimes you have to do it for a little while, of course, because you're kind of financing other things. I get that. But there's, there's, what we want, as you said, is very obtainable. And I think that that's important. And it leads to the other point, which is like, we live in a time where there's a lot of immense leverage with technology in a healthy way, if used in a healthy way where we can actually create, you know, um, we can create our platforms and we can create our content. We can create paywalls for that content if we wanted to, and we can interact with our audience in different ways, whether it be music or writing or, or, you know, business and entrepreneur, however we want to, we live in a different time where, like, oh, okay, it's cool to realize I have a lot more control over what I want to create, but it is still also my responsibility to create it. But at least I have a the luxury of my own responsibility to create it, and b the tools in this day and age to do it. Right? Yeah. You know? Yeah,
0: that's real. Right? Yeah, you exactly right. Mm-hmm.
1: has your what What else did you learn what else did you learn while you're down there I'm curious about all the different lessons you picked up from this dream. man
0: over there in damn Mexico oh man it's crazy because over there in Mexico um, before I went I had, had a breakdown mm-hmm. um, I was just speaking to you before we got on here um, because I know what I want in this life You going, I'm going to have to have a routine Right. Um, I need a routine I just can't live my damn life working passionately like if I failed doing this this day and to do this this day like that's cool but you gotta have some damn structure yes. that you need in your life yeah you got to and um I was sitting down trying to figure out why the hell I couldn't get stuff right and it was fear um my son was getting ready to go off to college and he was just damn terrified like we was getting them gifts and you know hyping them up and he had just graduated high school and shit and He's walking around here moping around. I'm like, what's going? On? Like, what's wrong, bro? Like, he was like, I don't know. And I was like, Nah, something is wrong. Like, what's up? And he was like, I'm scared. He's like, I'm scared of being on my own. Mm-hmm. And when the minute he said that shit, I started crying because I realized that was my problem too. Mm-hmm. And I did, I hadn't known it. I was trying to figure out why I can't stick to a routine. I just had to get deep to the issue. And it ain't because you you lack focus. It ain't because you any of that bullshit. It's because you're scared. That's, that's what it is. So when I got down to the root of why I was scared, the nine to five that I work, I know that when I leave that shit, you know, it's all up to you. You can't wait around and clock in every day and go pick up a check, you know, and wait for it when things get slow. You know, you you st- still good because you worked 40 hours last week. Not, I, I know when I leave that job, it's time for you to really have your shit together. So I was like, okay, that's what I want. Why am I so scared about that? And I was scared about that shit because I wasn't prepared. I had no plan in place. Mm-hmm. I wanted these things, you know what I'm saying? But I hadn't put a plan in place to, to have these things. And that was my issue. So I was like, okay, you got to get a routine down. Like, That's going to be, you got a lot that you want to do. I had to narrow the things down that I wanted to do as well. Because um, I didn't want to be, I, I really believe in that uh, Jacka, all trades, master in that. I don't want to be that guy. Exactly. Like, <laughs> right, right, right. So, so I got to get the routine down to the things that I do. So I got my days down and getting up at 4.30, I noticed the time I need to get up to get my day started to get ahead of my family because once i get in with them my day shot when i get all work is shot because i'm you know catering to everyone else my family so i got to make my me time yeah. so at first i was struggling to get up at 4 30 and like yeah. doing it bad too i had fell off the wagon bad like i wasn't getting i would set my alarm clock for 4 30 and I push damn snooze to 6.30. Like, so <laughs> I'm about to get up and get my son. And I had a broke a breakdown probably like a week, a week before we went to Mexico. Cause I was like, damn, like, why can't I get it? You know what I'm saying? It was like, that comes back with that not being patient. So I was talking about earlier, when you realize you're in the process and you're not just looking retrospect, like, oh yeah, I was going through some things. Or I was like, nah, like you're in the process right now you're figuring shit out right now be patient you know I am like it's coming like it's fine like you're you're still moved the goal is to keep moving you're moving you just got to figure out what the hell but a block you want to lay down first so when I went to Mexico um it's crazy I just came across this this um this phrase or this word it's called imposter syndrome so yes. oh, um, that's
1: a big one Woo.
0: bro <laughs> and that's a big one and this man is big we was i had an open mic that i went to an open iosco open mic i'm always doing and mm-hmm. they have a, a conversational period and that was the topic and it's me thinking retrospect i'm like that's what the hell i was building on i was feeling so down about myself um i had beat myself up so much like you know what i'm saying to the like terribly like I, I think I, had, I said this in one of my podcasts. Like, I I was talking to myself. I don't even talk to people the way that I talk to myself. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't you can't beat your own ass like that. Like, you can't talk to yourself like that. Like, you're in your head every day. You're with you every day. If you beat your ass, you know, you're, you're really not going to get anywhere. So you really got to change your perspective on yourself and how you talk to yourself and treat yourself. And when I got to Mexico... And I was like, I was on there meditating with um um Jose, that was his name. Um, and we were sitting there looking at everything, and I had started crying because I was like, You deserve this. And I was like, You deserve this view, you deserve this traveling, you deserve this feeling from this this zip line, like you're traveling with your wife, you deserve meeting new people, like you deserve all this good shit that's happening to you right now. You know, and you really got to learn to be patient with yourself so you can have these things. And ever since I came back from that trip, I get up at 430 sometimes. Like I'm waiting on my alarm clock to go off. Like I'm I'm up and I'm ready and I'm alert. And me just realizing that I'm special because I I was just telling them that Saturday night as well, I think, because I went through the depression. And when you go through these this healing and you're going through this trauma, you see the worst parts of yourself. Yeah. And when you are wanting to beat those demons, you're going to sit down and face those demons, so you know how dark they are. But I was still holding on to some of those those dark things, you know, thinking that I'm not deserving of the shit that's happening in my life, and this is exactly what I work for. Those hours and time that I was spending with myself, you know, meditating and going through the process of fucking stuff up and and until you're getting it right, like all of that is the work. Like that's what I was realizing while I was over there in, in Mexico. I was like, this is the work, the frustrations that you're having. This is the work. You're fine. You're fine. You know, you deserve this. Keep moving. You know, know that you are worthy of the things that you've been working for, you know, and there was a realization that I had with myself over there. That was probably the biggest one because I had beat myself up so much, you know, during these, these last few months. And, man, I've been, when you said, like, I've been having fun, I've been soaring. Like, <laughs> yeah. having a ball because of that that revelation that I had over there. There's,
1: there's a lot. There's a lot in there that you just said. And, you know, and everybody listening, um, we get to new heights on the mountain. So we still get to new plateaus at times, too. It happens. That's how we... Adjust in the process to change our approach. One of the things that you said at the beginning, and then I want to circle back to the end. The the beginning when you were talking about um, the process and the discipline and the plan. How
0: old are you? And thirty two. I'll be thirty three in December. God, God bless
1: you. <laughs> Listen, that's amazing. You're thinking this at, at thirty three. Um, I'm forty two. And a few years back, I went through the realization of, um, you know, discipline of hard work, never been a problem. Doing the work, never been a problem. I was raised that way. I came from a hard working family. But doing work to just do work without maybe thinking about the approach or the plan is different. And that hit me hard because... Um, we have to think about what we want, why we want it and how do we get there versus simply, as you said, creating just to create or floating like, Oh, today I'll do this. And to that, it'll be this randomness to tomorrow will be that randomness. And it's like, yeah. And we may even be getting stuff quote unquote done or doing, I should say more so just doing stuff and being, you know, working, but like, having direction as you know what's the expression um, direction is so much more important than speed it is so true which by the way direction will actually end up speeding everything up <laughs> but you're having direction um, the direction is very very key and it was interesting because you took it a layer deeper of like why don't I have the plan in place like what's going on there so there's the healing of like let me understand why I'm stalling on the plan And then also let me make the plan and why I think it's important that you brought that up is because both will set you free and you'll feel a lot more in control. The reason why I think a lot of people have anxiety and depression is the unknowingness. A a lot of things are uh, most of life is uncertain, but it's different when you're taking action from a controlled state of your own decisions based on, things that you're you're creating your own clarity and direction it's different because you don't have to know the answers but you're a lot more comfortable moving because you have direction and clarity so the, the, the everything from that point on is just about the process and figuring it out and molding and shaping it but you feel less at the mercy of the external world right and so i thought that was really cool you brought that up and it's true like once i started thinking about like all right what exactly is the lifestyle that I, I want for my life and, and, you know, health and partnership and finances and all of these different things? Like, really, like, really, like, let's, let's actually spend some time in there. And I did that. And it was very fascinating to, like, take the time to do that. Because as I did that, you start to actually understand, like, okay, like, why hasn't some things been created? What has? What's been going well? What hasn't? You get this kind of cool – um, You get to know yourself differently, which is going to lead into my second point, which is the ending part about what you brought up. I remember, uh, and I've mentioned this before on podcasts and just in general, and I think it's a very important thing. So I I have no problem repeating it. There was a gentleman speaking in Oxford, I think, university, uh, an actor, and he was, I can't remember his name. And he says to the crowd, any of you ever like have friends really fuck up? Like, I mean, really fuck up. And everybody's like laughing. He's like, right. Like, I mean, you have a friend that they really, really fucked up. They've done something so like bad as a mistake. And like, how many of you supported them through that mistake? And you were so nice and you were so kind to them and how you spoke to them. You're going to be okay. Listen, all right, you fucked up. No problem. Let's get through this. You're going to get through this, you know. So you ever wonder why you don't speak to yourself that way? really think about that and it hit me very hard this was years ago that I I watched that but then a few years ago it really hit me hard because we have to treat ourselves like we treat our best friends or the public at large and the moment I started to really love myself like I mean like actually love who I am like I'm like dude you're a good dude like you you Good intentions, you, you lead this way, this is how you behave, like, you know, once it got me out of the being hard on myself part, and I'll tell you, it totally changed the trajectory because, like, I stopped taking things personally from people as well. It's easy to take things personally from people because like, they, they can hurt your feeling. Not, not saying like that, but just like mm-hmm. you can almost take on their energy if you're not in self-love more. Because if you know oh. who you are and you're having just... And I tell people, I'm like, remove the whole like... I, I get it. you know, Sometimes it gets a little too woo-woo out there and all that. Remove all that. Just imagine if you mm-hmm. are having a relationship with yourself the way you would with the world. Like if you're just... You know, talking to yourself, having a relationship with yourself, like, you know, checking in and like, you know, just being your own friend and loved yeah. one. Imagine then when somebody's arguing with you or projecting on you, you're kind of like, "Yo, are you okay? You, of course, you're going to talk to them the way you talk yeah. to yourself. If you're being yeah. hard on yourself, you're going to accept what they say. If you're loving yeah. on yourself, you're going to be like, hey, like, are you okay? People are like, what do you mean? Don't talk right. to me, you know, I you did this. I'm like, oh, well, I don't believe I did, actually, because I have got my <laughs> I've got all the stuff here and documentation, but we can talk about like why you're feeling the way you're feeling. Are you mocking me? Like, sure. no, of course I'm not mocking you, like I I, I got love for you. Of course my i got, energy is <laughs> Of course I got love for you. I have love for myself. My cup is yeah. full. And I'm not talking about giving love where it's not um the over giving and the cup gets empty. I'm talking about giving love from a place of because you're giving it to yourself, that's a totally different one. Yeah. For validation, approval, worthiness, and other things, the other one is from a place of knowing and clarity and direction, understanding and love, and respect and honesty. Yeah. So yeah. I love that you brought that up because it's so powerful. It changes <laughs> everything. Your relationships to your work, your work ethic, to your approach, to how you, to your boundaries having boundaries yeah. you know yeah so.
0: yeah especially that way man the setting boundaries Oof. oh and to pick it back off what you just said before we hit into the boundary because i know <laughs> that's a whole totally different thing as well but going back to how we treat and and talk to ourselves um that goes back to learning how to accept when great things are happening to you yes um <clears throat> you know how you feel about yourself you know when opportunity and shit comes it it, it it, it's, it, it affects how the opportunity is presented to you, not how the person presents it to you, but how it's sitting in front of you. Um, when I got back from Mexico, it had been, I'm so skeptical of shit, man. I'm trying to get out of that because <laughs> it happens. <laughs> it's a gift and a curse. Yeah. Right. right, right. And the wisdom app, it's an app, um, mm-hmm, yeah, that was just presented. Yeah. They cool. It's a cool app, man. I had just heard of them. They hit me up and they had checked out my podcast. And they were asking me to be a top mentor on the podcast. It's a podcast where you can go listen to people like you, entrepreneurs, um, life coaches, or whatever, whatever area of life that you're looking for is somebody there, health and wellness, um, you know, business, finance, whatever. Um, And they wanted me under the health and wellness aspect of it. And I was looking at it like, like me, like, you know, me, like I, I just hit 500 downloads, like, Mm -hmm. That's like you know what I'm saying. I know people way more, and you know, and that's because of that state that I was in before I went there. Because when when I went to Mexico and came back, that's when I had the realization like this is an opportunity that you need to respond to and see what's up. And I did, and it's been a blessing. Like it's like a little community that's out there. That it's people out there I'm connecting with, and you know, it's leading people back to the podcast. It's people that's Mm -hmm. hitting me up. You know, just asking for my thoughts, like just wanting to know. Like, I was like, I don't know if I should be giving out advice, but <laughs> this is how I would do it. But just even having that opportunity, when I changed my mindset of what I think about myself and how I feel about myself, I looked at it different and it, it felt good. You know, It was for me.
1: Yeah. Well, you, you know, so when you're in that flow state of you're in your heart and then you're in the humility aspect, yeah, that's exactly why they want you. It's exactly why this opportunity comes. That's exactly why this thing happens. Because you're like, me? Like, you want me? You're like And to them, they're like, well, yeah, because you represent an individual doing the work and connecting with yourself, so you'll probably connect with the world, right? And, so I, right. and I think, you know, by the way, I also love the fact that you brought up the whole skeptical thing I get it because there's like this funny balance of um, – and here's how I, I kind of solve it. So my goal, you know, um, when I'm in – my mindset is very strategic, right? Whether it's in business or in, in life and all this other stuff. And I for a long time too that, you know, uh, I wouldn't let – I wouldn't lead with skepticism. But you it's easy to be skeptical of like, you know, how um, situations can potentially turn out because as a strategist, you kind of have to think about all these things, right? Once I started grounding in the heart more, something interesting, very interesting happened. I realized I had lost the attachment of the external world. And it's still a lot of practice, by the way. I am a forever student. Always. I will never stop being a student. But what I want to tell people about skepticism is it's an interesting thing is that, like, I started the, the, the more I gained control of my inner world and the world in which I'm creating, not the external world, the inner world, the less it mattered what happened in the external world because my inner world was able to m- move about the cabin without being affected necessarily by the external world. Skepticism starts to go okay. away. And what I mean by that is, you know, somebody had asked me. You know, and I've brought this point up before on podcast. It was like, um, you know, this woman, this young, 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 young entrepreneur had said, um, you know, um, you know, what do you do when when, um, you know, people surprise me all the time? And I and yeah. said, I never see them coming. I'm like, oh, I was like, uh, I always I'm never surprised. And she was like, you're never surprised. I'm like, well, no, She's like, but they always do something random that you don't see coming. I'm like, yeah, that doesn't <laughs> surprise me. I expect it. And she's like, huh. Yeah. And she's like, can you explain that? I said, yes. I was like, and I say this all the time, and I think it's an important point. Humans will be humans, will be humans, will be humans. Yeah. And All, all the time. If we become very self reliant and control the creation of our own world, the decisions of another will affect us less skepticism goes away because it's in a lot of ways, it's just like, oh, well, I expect you will be a human and you will make whatever decision in any given time frame that will either affect me for good or affect me for not so good. Um, But either way, whatever your choice is, it won't necessarily affect my world. It's just that like you just you could do something that takes me into consideration or doesn't take me into consideration, but I won't be affected. And so because I'm creating over here and controlling and understanding my emotions and all these other things. And so when we place so much emphasis on the external um, and they let us down, which inevitably they do, skepticism goes up. Yeah. When we place less on the external and more on our internal, I know my outcomes regardless of the decisions that you make. And that yeah. is a place I love playing from, and it's really yeah. more recent years. To be perfectly honest with you, it's really more like really recent years where it's like, oh, yeah, okay, it doesn't really matter what you do, you know. It matters what I yeah. do, you know. And right. regardless <laughs> of what you do, I'm gonna be all right. <laughs>
0: you're know? gonna be good either oh, way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. But but actually, embodying <laughs> it versus just saying it, it was easier when you're younger and you say it. It's a different thing when you actually start to embody, and you're like, oh my god, actually that really makes sense now. I get it. Which comes from practice, right? You know?
0: Yeah, practice. Living it every day.
1: <laughs> right. Right. Uh, I want you to touch on boundaries because mm-hmm. you've done a lot of um you know, you've done a lot of healing. We all you know, we both have, but I mean you've really you've really dedicated the last so many years to healing. Um yeah. and on the other side of healing is also creating and living. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I bring that up is because, you know, it's easy sometimes to stay stuck in the traumas and tell people to be very, very careful of that. To be, you know, we can keep observing it and keep being hard on ourselves. But yeah. healing, when we heal, we end up on the other side a lot more, which is, okay, now that I'm, you know, healing or healed in certain areas, what do I want to do about where I want to go? Which you also brought up, yeah. you know. Um, but, but in doing so, we take lessons with us. So certain things we used to allow, we no longer allow. That's called yeah. boundaries, <laughs> especially, yeah. like, especially for the givers that are listening to this podcast We're you know, Mertz and I are givers, too. So it's like, you know, <laughs> how do you you know, how do you create a world in which, um, you know, we uh, we give even probably more than ever. But my boundaries have been ever been more solid in the way. Again, I think that comes from self-love, but I would love to get your take on boundaries whether it be starting mm-hmm. to think about them instilling them how you you know started you know working through that etc i think that's a really great topic
0: yeah oh yeah um <laughs> my biggest thing was um time there it um, is time and attention the things i give my attention to and the people i give my attention to and the time where am i putting it that's where the routines came from um but i had to start setting my own boundaries with People as well, because I had people that I couldn't. I had to say no to, and I didn't want to. Once in my son, <laughs> that's okay. He come on the show. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> two fell out the day of school. <laughs> but um, even with them, the, the biggest, like with my kids, like um, learning how to say no and when to say no. Yeah. You know, as long as I'm setting my time up with what I have to do to make sure I'm getting a peace of mind. Like for instance. I started getting up at 4:30 because when I don't get me in my day, yes, I'm no good for anybody. Yes. Um if I get up, if I got to get them my kids up at 6:30 and I'm waiting till 6:15 to get up, like I don't have time to process anything that's that's going on on the things I need to do. Like I'm all over the place and I can't be fully committed to them. I can't give them my full attention or anything else that I got working on for the day to my music or anything because I'm thinking about my it's just you don't start today good. Mm-hmm. And I noticed that about myself. So before I had changed my routine, oh we're gonna get to the the ending to that that um what we was talking about earlier about um experiment experimenting with life. Mm-hmm. I didn't have to experiment with these routines to change yeah. it up. But when I get off work, um I thought that would be my time to myself. But when I get off work, it's the kids coming in the garage and I'm trying to write or I'm trying to record. And I don't know how to say or I didn't know how to say, hey, you know, y'all hold on. I need to do this. I need to do that. And me recognizing it made me realize how I need to to dedicate my time. I need to dedicate some time throughout the day to myself. While I, Well, I can feel OK telling them no. If they get up earlier, like on the weekends, they might get up out of bed super duper early. Like, nah, you got to go back to sleep. I'm not ready yet. I hadn't got my two hours to to myself yet this morning, so go back to bed until I come up there and get you. I'll let you know when I'm ready to play. Um, I had certain people in my life that I would just have obligations to Anytime they hit me up. I'm feeling like I got to run, run, run. And I feel like that as well because like you said, I'm a giver. I don't like to upset nobody. I don't like to make nobody feel no kind of way. I don't like to do any of that but I'm like shit if I'm feeling some kind of way or if, <laughs> if I'm feeling this you know, then I need to change that I need yeah. to <laughs> yeah. get it to where I'm okay with chilling with you I'm okay with spending time with you so I would start saying no or hey I can't do this I can't do that you know what I'm saying and that right there it, it amplified my life just so much more because I felt like I was in control yes. of my time and I did that because during my depression, I realized I'm trying to get to. I stop saying my depression too, and I don't want to keep claiming this shit. Mm. When I was going through depression, there you go. um, I was okay with. I had to learn then to stop giving out my time and conversation to everybody because yeah. I had to focus on the heal. Yeah, that that healing and that trauma. I'm in my best places when I'm working on the shit that I need to work on. Yeah. I get to y'all when I get to y'all, and me learning that has been, has been everything. My time, um, what was the other thing I had said? I said time and
1: time and attention.
0: Yeah. Time and attention. The things I give my attention to, if it's not going towards what I have, what I'm working on my music, if it's not going towards how to keep building my podcast, if it's not going to, you know, focus on my, my photography business that I got going on, then it, it got to go on the back burner. Um, in the field, do that shit and be okay. Yeah. Not be non-apologetic about it. Yes. You're working on, you know, you know, what I'm saying? you know, oh, yeah. like you're working on yourself. You got to get there. Like yeah. I got to be there and you got to do that shit without feeling sorry. Like if people love you and they appreciate you exactly. yeah. <laughs> as much as they, they say. say, they mm-hmm. will understand. And you got to feed what's, what's best for you first. You got to do what's best for you first. And that comes, I had to learn the same thing with my wife and my kids. And I thought, I said to myself, if I can learn it with them, then it'd be okay with me to do it with, with anybody else. I just got to dedicate that time to myself. Because when I got time to go into people, when it's a time, I can give my kids daddy in monster mode for 100% today. Right. I can do that because I got up this morning and I recorded an episode of Talks with Mary R. I got a song written Mm -hmm. that I've been holding on to. I've got that out the way. Mm -hmm. So now I can give you my full attention. And those are the type of boundaries I had to set up for myself that, and like you said, as we grow and as we keep, you know, peaking there's more boundaries to come, you know, but but you got to set up boundaries for sure, man. Like you can't, you'll be all over the place. You be every damn where, but where you're supposed to be.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Now, you know, um, what hit me before my father passed two years, two and a half years ago was mastering time. If we master time, we create a life. Um, because it is an asset you that is constantly depleting, ish. You know, well, it, when I say ish, meaning like we can make it work for ourselves, but it's a, it's an asset you. It, every second that moves in your life, you cannot get it back. Um, it's, it, it does have a finite run, but you can make time work for you just like you're talking about and whether that be time to fill my cup first to flow over to everybody else or time in terms of how I work smarter to have things cool. work, work for me because we get to also, uh, at least you haven't hit 40 yet, so that'll be a very interesting time. I was 39 at the time and I was having this kind of thought of I was watching my father in the hospital and I was thinking, you know, and he was still he was working until the very last day, very last day. Now, he loved work. Like we, we we're a very entrepreneurial family. We love having purpose. So I get that. His work, you know, as a lawyer um, and a businessman, I think because he always had his own thing, um, you know, and he always felt connected to his clients. Like, I got to take care of the people. Um, whether or not that was his like life's passion is a different story because I know I know what his life's passions were, but um, but imagine being in the hospital bed and you're still working, right? But I think he also I think it was also he wanted to make I think his soul knew and he wanted to make sure everybody was taken care of before he passed. If you want that spiritual side, but the point being is I was watching him and I'm thinking to myself about time and how we have things and whether or not they're working for us or not, um, and if. We're doing activities to your point about attention and energy that are not working in our favor. Are they taking away from us? And then in a recent, um, I do some mentorship with this uh, this uh, young man who's twenty two. We do some mentorship and we talk about. Uh, we were doing like some Torah study, um, and uh, we we're talking about um, when we give away time. Are you giving away time that God gave you? Who said you had the right to give that away? Mm. And it hit me kind of hard. I was like, huh? Meaning like, no, you- are you stealing time from God, from your time on earth? Are you stealing your time when we give it freely with, not uh, from volunteerism, I'm talking more like if we're giving too much of it away from the health and the purpose and the Things in the family and the, the all the yeah. good things that if we gave the right you. attention to, right, um, and that hit me kind of very hard as well. So, um, yeah, man, time. But, yeah. but but when we have a relationship with time, by the way, we when we once we actually know what it is that we're doing with our time, all the other things that you brought up make sense. Like, oh, if I know what I'm doing with my time, then I know how I'm doing with my plan. If I, you know, I'm able to make a plan, I'm able, I know what I'm doing with my plan, I know where I'm going, I have more clarity, I have more direction, I have more, and by the way, if you actually guys audit your time, you will actually find that you have a lot more than you think you do. It's just about what you're actually doing with it currently versus what you could be doing with it.
0: So I seen it on one of your um I forget what show it was. Yeah. I listened to that damn thing yeah. for like four Sundays straight. <laughs> um so we audit your time. Write down what the hell you doing. Like I forget uh, which episode it was, but yeah. that episode, man, was like yeah. Sunday service. Yeah. I was writing down everything. Oh, That's at eight oh five I'm doing this to eight thirty. Right. Sitting here. At Fucking idle time, not doing right, anything. Right. Like, <laughs> oh
1: man, it's it's. It, by the way, it's also interesting to see where distractions come from.
0: And I I want
1: I want people to know, like, there's no perfection here. It's it is constant practice. I had I had a group of entrepreneurial uh, ladies last year. It was about two of the twenty two of them I was <laughs> speaking with. <laughs> Maybe we talked about this. I don't remember. But they were like, you know, with the whole we were talking about time and the scheduling and all this stuff. They're like, do you ever, you know, do you ever come off your schedule? I'm like, every day. <laughs> they were surprised, and I'm like, "Why were you surprised?" I'm like, "It's a life is a game of practice. I'm just practicing it every single day. Now, yeah, I'm playing for championships in my life, but I'm practicing every single day. And yeah, I'm gonna fall off every single day, but I'm committed every single day, and that's the difference. Is that I'm like, "All right, you know, that didn't work out well. I'm like, let's recap that. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, like we're gonna adjust here." <laughs> if I understand what I'm doing in the process, I'm able to constantly in the process in relation to the plan, I'm able to make adjustments and pivot daily the way a coach would, you know, we have to coach ourselves
0: sometimes the way a coach would, you know, look, Michael Jordan even had a coach. Yeah, (laughs) He did. Right. The way he keep moving. And the piggyback off what you had said too, as well, when talking about the, um, damn just lost my thought talking about the, um, time, yeah, we're talking okay. about time setting boundaries with your entrepreneurship, um, mm-hmm. with your businesses and stuff, Well, too, like the, what you take on, yes. um, knowing your worth, yes. uh, knowing what, you're, what you want to give up, or mm-hmm. uh, what you're able to give, because I was realizing that with, because I have people, like with music sometimes, like producers, or even with my photography business, people, they just don't value your time. Mm-hmm. And sometimes yeah. you gotta like up the damn price yeah. and that was a moment where i went through because i was like this is the kind of stuff that i'm dealing with i was like is this shit worth it yeah like <laughs> yeah. you know what i'm saying so i was like if you know this is something that you love and you want to do you people need to pay for this this frustration that you're yeah. that you're feeling this is what you charge for this is your time time charge for that shit time value yeah money, right Mm-hmm. Time but on, yeah, I started yeah. looking at self worth, man. But there was boundaries I had to settle within myself too. Like if, if, it, if you're not getting out of it what you what you want to get out of it, then you need to switch some shit up. Yeah, you need to change it. You need to not yeah. not accept it. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah.
1: you know, yeah, you know, yeah. Time time value of money is a huge. I, I wanted to actually. I wanted to do a. I want. I will. I'm um, like you, by the way, uh, real quick, just for everybody listening. What you did mm-hmm. earlier about um when you said my depression to when I was going through depression, I actually have been practicing for probably a little over a decade. Um, I correct my words in real time. It's a great cool. habit to have in the beginning, by the way, and it's 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 phenomenal it's phenomenal to watch the evolution of it because in the beginning, you might actually blurt out one sentence, one full sentence, or like like when you said like my depression, like oh sorry, I mean when I was going through depression. So it's like you're, the two juxtaposed, you know, ideologies, you know, or whatever, or ways of saying something. I should say sorry. Um, versus, uh, that was funny. I actually just proved my own point. <laughs> versus, <laughs> over time, you get very good at you can actually correct it before it even comes off your tongue. I've noticed. Like I'll be like yeah, you know, um, my, uh, when I was going through depression, like you can, you can catch the, the practice of it yeah. catches things over time. So I, I urge everybody, um, it, you can work on your words in real time. It's a beautiful, small, but compounding habit that man, yeah. it's such a good habit to have because like you do start to create direction from your words. So mm-hmm. um, I love that you did that. But, um, on a, uh, right yeah well we're in off on a, on a tear there but the uh, the whole time value of money and the idea was that like mm-hmm. you know um especially if you've been spending so many years doing certain things um you know what we may look make look easy may not you know it's it it's we make it look easy because we've been doing it so long and so sometimes people don't understand it's like if you want me to take this thing on you know, you have to understand that, like, this is what it costs, you know, as an investment in my time with you. And this is what you'll pay. And people don't always understand value. And it's like, yeah, but, um, you know, <laughs> you understand. One, right. one. Um, I've learned through my own mastery of things and continuous learning how to handle things in a in a certain manner because I, like, I've spent the 10,000 plus hours, you yeah. know. Plus, um, managing my own time. So I've had to learn how to get my own evolutionary growth is I've had to learn how to be very efficient, very thorough, very directional, very clear, very resourceful, very on, on time, very follow through. Like all of the, you're, you're getting the culmination of the value of what I had to learn. Um, so I can shrink the amount of time, energy mistakes and potential money loss for you. Yeah in that process that's my worth and it has you know this is its value to you you know and that's what you're paying for you know and i think that you know when even when those conversations have to happen with sometimes with people because i think you get too many people who know like price tags but i'm like yeah but do you know Mm -hmm. value and that's different you know yeah so that's a whole that's real combo but yes you know but yeah but you're you're i love that you brought up time and I think that mastering that is everything, you know, and that fact that you, you know, that you got up, I, I like, by the way, you also said, you know, before Mexico, you were struggling with the 430 thing after Mexico, you, you, you got into it. And mm-hmm. the fact that you had grace with yourself, it's like the intention was there. Now, yeah, it may take a little bit of time to get into it. Once the intention is set, there will be a moment where it starts to happen. I like people to realize that well you were also reversing a couple of like blockages keeping you from getting up at 4:30. You could do it. It's just that there was something constantly blocking it. It wasn't until Mexico where it got unblocked and suddenly the intention that was planted the seed that was planted long, you know, long ago finally started to bloom. Right? It was there. It was there. It was there.
0: And that has started with the um well, we talked about um, ex- uh, experimenting with life because mm-hmm. um, when I say something, I get stuck on it. If I say right. I'm going to eat chicken for a week, like I'm just saying something random, mm-hmm. like I'm going to have my mind set on that shit. And I kept feeling like I had to work out when I got up at 430 because mm. because I got addicted to the the high. Right. That I get when I when I get off the workout, I'm good. I can last all day. Right. You know, I'm I'm energized, but I no kept noticing that when I finish my workout and after I shower, it's time to get the kids up, and I ain't had a chance to to mm-hmm. work on anything. Mm-hmm. So I was like, damn, I'm stuck again. Because I was uh-huh. like, what am uh-huh. I going to do? Uh-huh. Like, you know. And it was like, it's okay to to make Spam changes. It. It's okay yes. to mess up. This is your life like you're trying to get shit how you want it so i was like you know the type of energy that working out gives you you know the high that it brings you put that at the end of your day when you when you get off Uh you know so you can have that burst to get through the rest of your evening with your kids and your wife like you know what i'm saying like use that time Uh so then i switched it and like i've been i've been good like it's like i <laughs> I hit gold like <laughs> right. by just working that, you know, doing the passions, working on my passions when I get up and then doing my workout five five thirty the the to get through my day. But yeah, experiment with your life, experiment. and then all of that comes. This is your life, man. Do what the hell you need to do <laughs> to get to where you wanna be. Like <laughs> That's
1: a very um it's very profound and very important what you're saying. Because we can be committed and consistent, but we must be flexible and pivotal, oh. right? We need to pivot. Commitment to figuring it out and showing up. Flexible to change it up in a corner. Like, so yeah. we can be iterative in the process. And you bring, the, the, morning, the morning routines are tricky for anybody listening. Mm-hmm. Yes. W- there's a lot of philosophies out there. Some say start with movement. Uh, You know, we could do like the full, you know, 5 a.m. club. You know, there's the movement, 20 minutes of movement, 20 minutes of um, reading, 20 minutes of, you know, something within your your field. That worked for me for a little while. And actually that had some pretty, you know, vast impact. Um, Some was just straight meditation until I fell asleep. Some was prayer. Some was movement. Like I I want everybody to know you are going to have to figure out what works best. And I found just like you were saying, because. Coming off of like deep, sl- deep sleep, deep rest, um, our minds um, can go right into peak performance. And sometimes I was giving it away from a workout. Movement's great. You know, I do think you need to loosen up a little bit. Um, but if we give up almost all of it to all these other things to get us ready for the day versus, oh, okay, actually, maybe I should get up, do a lot of the creative Um, work that expands the vision and the plan. And then at 6.30, you know, if I'm getting up at five, then at like 6.30 or seven, I'm doing movement at 6.30, prayer and meditation at seven to eight. But I was up at from five to 6.30, knocking down really good, solid, creative, like expand the plan work. Oh, forget it. Like that just seemed to work for me, at least at this stage. But like, you know, again, it's seasonal too is what I'm also realizing because it depends on where you're at. Like if you don't have everything fully working for you yet, you're still putting into the plan in place. Once the plan is kind of in place, then it's about optimization. That's a whole other level. Then I'll probably get up and pray for like three hours (laughs) and not do anything because the plan is already (laughs) working for me. And I'm just like, Oh, let me check in at 10 (laughs) o'clock in the morning. Like, Oh yeah, all the systems are go. That's great. Okay. Well, I'm out of here going to my, going to my three hour lunch now, (laughs) you know? So it's, it is seasonal. And I, I like, that um, experimenting with life of process, 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 flexibility, flexibility, flexibility. I can consistently show up, but I'm flexible in how I change it up because I'm I'm going from season to season on the way to you know executing the plan. Right.
0: Hell yeah! I'm know. glad to be having these type of problems then, right you know the the trauma and the <laughs> so drama and all true. the other shit i was going through so like right. that's the process right. <laughs> when your problems change <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> what, what, yeah.
1: what's the expression that says uh it does things don't get easier you just get better and that's, that's what, you like, because, you, you know, some people will be like, you know, they think that once you're through the healing that there's no problems. You're like, well, no, it's a whole other level of play. Look, it's just that you're, you're yeah. no longer maybe in college ball and now you're in, you know, MBA. You know, and they're like, huh mm-hmm. oh. and I'm like, yeah, because you you're kind of moving different. You took all the healing and the learning and now you're yeah. integrating and applying, right? And so you're yeah. using them as tools in navigating the building and the creating. And there's a whole other level of empathy <laughs> that you build because you're uh, like, first we we learn to heal, then we have to like, you know, then we're also dealing with the world and how yeah. we deal with the world. That takes time, energy, and practice as well. So it's a very you know, and a consistent practice for the rest of your life. Um, but um, you know, that's that's part of yeah. the process. That's part of the growth, man. <laughs> that's how we grow. Yeah. You know? So this is incredible what do, you, what, yeah. do you, what do you have coming up like anything uh, I mean you know you're doing more shows than ever now. but like what, what's going Man, on right yeah now?
0: so yeah, definitely Um, I'm from Charlotte y'all I think we spoke on it earlier I don't even know if i like damn did you stay where you're from but I'm in Charlotte There's so a lot of shows going on here uh, performing like crazy uh, me and Sean Reckless working on another album it's pretty much it's going to be called Ocean Talks every time me and my wife stay at a beach we stay at somebody's beach so I always use that time to meditate and reflect, mm-hmm. and and that's pretty much what the album is going to be about. Just the different kind of talks and meditations that I've had at these at the size of the of, of the oceans, man. And um, I'm working with another producer, One Grave, so another album is coming with him. Um, there's another album I'm working on. I'm going to be dropping in December. Yes. Y'all, the first to know. It. Y'all listen, to Hustle So Separate.
1: Boom. So you become oh. a
0: fan of merch. New music <laughs> coming in December. Um, so um that's another album that's coming it's pretty much talking about this process where we are in now um now that i've done all the the heavy the 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 dark shadow work Mm -hmm. i have a little time and energy to direct towards my creativity and Mm -hmm. figuring out this routine and the things that's going to take me to the next level um the album is going to be talking about that work um what else I got going on? Um, it's a lot. Like you, I'm, yeah, it's a lot. The podcast. I'm still learning how to add and grow with that. Um, mm-hmm. Like you said, you doing with the videos. You're mm-hmm. thinking about incorporating that. I'm trying to figure that shit out as well because people love visuals. Like, right. Yeah, they do. They do. <laughs> they do. And they yeah, can and they can feel but, energy
1: um, differently. They can feel the energy differently. I mean, they you know we, yeah. we do a pretty good job with energy from through audio, but man, through video, oof, yeah, you know, yeah. It's
0: completely different. Right. Right. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But yeah, but that's what's coming up with merch. Son, man. I'm still pushing it. Um, a lot of music coming, um, a lot of performing coming, and still growing this podcast. And still, like you said, keep helping myself so I can keep helping other folks because yes. we we special folks, man. Yeah,
1: <laughs> we're we're forever students. Um, forever students. You know, constantly growing through creating. You know, yeah. Um, where can everybody find you online?
0: Oh, I got a clothing line dropping at the end do. of this year too. Yeah. Forever Merch Sun. I was just thinking about it, but <laughs> forever Mertz on clothing line. Um, but you guys can find me, um, when I do spend time on internet, I'm on uh, Instagram, Mert Sun, M-Y-R-T-S underscore S-O-N. Um, you can follow the podcast mm-hmm. talks with Mert. Um, we're on Facebook as well mm-hmm. under those same names. Um, i'm surrounded by a bunch of super dope other artists um so we have a record label called remount classics um if you go there you'll get some more healing and some more light like this like brother matt and i've been sharing on y'all today but uh <laughs> that's where you can find me website coming soon
1: i love it i love it you need the website i love the fact they do doing merch um i'm finally turning my words into merch um and I'm doing Beautiful. it, and I'm doing it with NFTs as well. So there's gonna be a digital yeah. and a physical component. So it's uh it's a <laughs> it's pushing my own boundaries. Uh, not so much uh, just in in bringing it together because I actually get all the work. So that's pretty cool. But I, I feel you. I love that you're doing the merch and um uh and the albums and the podcast and like you're you're creatively building out your own extensions and platforms your way which i think is so important um and uh i love it man i'm here for it and i'll uh, i'll be one of the first to buy some merch so you let me know the moment it drops you know i appreciate you man. absolutely absolutely. <laughs> i love
0: you bro uh, i love you too brother
1: absolutely you know it's total support around here man <laughs> so <Yeah. laughs> uh, for everybody listening so um mertz underscore son on instagram so M Y R T S. M-Y-R-T-S underscore S-O-N. So that's – and from there you'll get, like, everything else that you need to. Uh, so connect with him there and, uh, you know, reach out to him, DM him, text him. You know, he's he's on it too. So, like, uh, we, 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 we love hearing from you guys. We really do. So – um i appreciate you brother you welcome back on for the third run fourth run fifth run however many times we do this man you know so
0: thank you man thank you for having me man yeah i'm glad to be here so this was therapeutic too right (laughs) right i
1: i I, it's my therapy every i love my fridays when i batch these i'm like ah i come out of here energized and i mean you know it's it's a lot of um energy but i come out so energized though so it's weird like you know that's how you know when you're like oh yeah this makes sense you know so everybody listening, like okay. it's, it's, it, you know, when you, when certain things, you know, are taking your energy, other things are actually like pumping it up with even more. So I feel you, man, <laughs> it's mm-hmm. therapy um, yeah. and, and for everybody listening. Yeah. So please be sure to check out Mertz son, Mertz underscore son. You can also uh, link to all of his music uh, as well as go check them out on all the you know platforms, Apple, Spotify, uh, you know, et cetera. Um, really like, I just, I I love his spirit and his vibe and his soul and his creativity and his expansion. Uh, so, you know, please reach out to him, um, check out his work, uh, for everybody listening. I appreciate you guys. You guys are awesome. And they continue to, uh, you know, um, uh, feedback and the five-star reviews and, and all of it, it, it means a lot. It means more actually than you, than you know, uh, apparently to the algorithmic world, uh, they love it. <laughs> so, uh, but I, as I previously said too like, whether you do, you don't, I just love you just listening. I'm just grateful. That's how this works. Like, so if it helps at all, you know, um, we appreciate you guys, um, you know, for Mert's son, for myself, Matt Gossman, for us sold separately. We're out.